Why is everybody falling at this point? Why is it that, for example, our ads have a really high click-through rate, people are engaging very high, but then they come to the website, and there's a lot of traffic coming to the website, but then our conversion rate is just so bad. It's just so bad. So what's happening? Oh, and then they all actually, they're actually adding stuff to cart, but then they just fall off after that. You know why? Or maybe you find that a page is broken. Maybe you find that something is wrong. Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast. Today I'm talking to Mustafa from Push Analytics. And uh, well, those guys are growth engineering and sales process experts delivering double and triple digit growth to your businesses. This is how it is stated on your LinkedIn profile, Mustafa. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Thanks, Norbert. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Mustafa, I don't like too much and too long introductions. Just Tell us a bit more about what are you doing and what is Push Analytics? Absolutely. So Push Analytics, we started it with the idea of helping growth engineer businesses. And it was actually e-commerce businesses that was our first uh, foray into that. And we understood that the way in order to deliver growth and growth is a process and growth is not something you stumble upon, but it's a process and something methodical. And the way for you to be able to deliver that growth is that you need to use data. So data was at the foundation of everything we do. And that's what we use with our knowledge to help deliver growth to e-commerce businesses. That's really interesting. I've checked your LinkedIn profile. You're talking about doubling or tripling uh, the growth of businesses. What what is the importance of process for e-commerce businesses? So process is very important in every business, and it's particularly important in e-commerce businesses. You need to have good enough processes where you're able to understand your inputs and outputs, and particularly because if you don't really have good enough processes, then you won't have good enough data, right? So an e-commerce business, it's almost, it's almost like a little game, if you will, where you have different inputs and outputs, and you need to be able to like look at the outputs and then control your inputs making decisions to change the outputs and then see what happens in the outputs and then go back and control your control your decisions again to keep getting the best mm-hmm. outcomes. Mm-hmm. And how does the data tie into process in e-commerce? So the whole foundation of using data, I mean, again, process and data go hand in hand. So when you have a certain process set up in a way, you're able to get the data and the information that you need at every step of the way. And then that gives you more data, which honestly, you're actually able to then drive more improvements. With e-commerce specifically, you could think of almost like anything and even little thing is essentially a process, right? So there's obviously the big processes where you have your systems and stuff set up and you're tracking, but there's even little things, right? Like the process by which a user goes to the checkout screen, right? And that by itself could make a massive difference in your conversion. If you notice that, for example, people are dropping off at a certain page, maybe you change it, maybe you make a modification, and then you notice that, hey, your conversion rate picked up by 0.2%, which actually translates it could be into millions, depending on like how big your business is like per year, right? So every little thing matters. Yeah, that's very interesting. But how do you get to such data? It's easy to say it is needed and fully understandable, but I think business owners do not understand or do not know which data to track. So what would you say is important for an e-commerce store owner to understand which data to track at all and how to do that? So a lot of people now are using, for e-commerce, 
chances are they have some data already, but they might not be using it particularly. Mm -hmm. If they're using a platform like Shopify, which a lot of people do, and then there might be, and they have their like analytics tracking set up for Google Analytics and stuff, they might want to add some more events or add some more data points to track. But really the bigger thing in the case of e-commerce business specifically is that they, it's like you have to look at the data in a certain way and you have to get all the information, a holistic view to be able to look at it in a certain way. So that's one of the things that we've been doing since early is we have our own like internal analytics that we use when we're doing growth, uh, growth marketing, which is just the stuff that we know is very important to look at for growth. And we're looking at it all holistically in one spot to be able to drive consistent decisions on a daily level. Mm-hmm. Got it. I mean, how do business owners even recognize that they need business process improvement, particularly in, in e-commerce businesses? I think everybody needs improvement, right? And when you talk about e-commerce, like very specifically, right, like the process part is very broad. There's some things that you have, right, that you might be using like the same platforms and whatever as everybody else, but it's ultimately the process, like I said, could be anything anything at all that deals with the customer, that deals with the business, right? So whether it's something even like checking out, right? You always need to be making improvements. And ultimately that 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 is what e-commerce and what growth hacking is. You use There's obviously a lot of ads and there's a lot of stuff like that, but you're looking at the process and you're looking at what's happening. Mm. And you have both on the process from the perspective of the customer, like what they see, what the ads they see, the creative, the check-in page, the checkout page. And you're also looking at the you have your own process to be able to like change manage and be able to iterate and be able to say, okay, hey, we, we launched this ad. We ha- we're going to look at it. Here's what happened. Um, okay, you know what? This ad isn't really that doing as good as we want. We're going to iterate. Yeah, that's our process, right? So there's a lot on both like the internal front and as far as like, what the customer sees like process-wise that is a big part of e-commerce businesses. If you're an e-commerce business that is at a point where you're past the original point and you know you have some revenue, you have people coming in, then it's going to be very important to look at this on a constant level. And mm-hmm. That's how you deliver growth. And are there any specific signs or signals that I should listen for as a business owner to understand when is the best time to start with that? Honestly, you, you want to start as soon as you really can. Again, besides businesses that are like really in the early stage and still proving a concept, but if you are an e-commerce business and you have revenue, and you're looking to grow or looking to even get a lot of these businesses are using ads and stuff like that. And we, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of what we do. But if you're looking to grow, you have to be, you have to be doing that to be able to, to be able to grow. When we buy ads and stuff, we look at it holistically through the business. It's not just like, Hey, and and you can't do that. It used to kind of work where you could get away with that a little bit pre like iOS 14 and pre ads getting really expensive where you can just Anybody can just throw an arrow and turn on ads and not that it was like a instant thing, but there was ads were cheaper so you could afford to be very inefficient, but that's not the case anymore, right? So now you have to do it. And if you don't, you're probably not surviving because your unit economic costs are not going to make sense and you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to sustain the business. Yeah, I fully right. got it. That's unfortunately true in general. Any kind of online ads have been massive expensive and you really did to care to invest uh, the right way. Yeah? Could you maybe share a success story where the business process mastery led to significant growth for an e-commerce business? Do you have something? Yeah, like- absolutely. Because we look at process and again, just to be clear, I mean, with all um, we're buying ads for a lot of these with Google ads, Facebook ads, TikTok, all this stuff. So we, we are media buyers. But when we're doing that, though, we're doing it in a way where we're looking specifically at growth. And we've been doing that since the beginning. Our motive was data-driven decisions daily, D4, so that we're, we have a system by which we actually 
I reiterate daily on this, capitalize on gains and improvements. Because we do that, we're able to identify bottlenecks to growth where people wouldn't really think to look. So one of the things that we found with one of our early clients that we've helped uh, actually triple digit clear growth is we found through constantly working is that one of the bottlenecks to growth there was actually some of their like key items would sell out on certain sales and that would actually limit their growth. It was actually like a little bit of an inventory thing. So when we found that and they were very good, they worked with us on it. So we identified that, we told them, they were like, okay, and they they ramped up inventory on those key items and we would continue to advise what they are and like we had certain ways of looking at it. And that unlocked like a whole level of growth that they hadn't seen before. And it's something that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think of we have because they still had inventory and they had other things in stock, right? So when we have all this stuff in stock, we should still be selling fine. But that's not what the data was saying. The data is saying that yeah, we can be selling fine, but we can be selling more than fine if we get these key products in stock that are like flagship products, or we found that they have a high attach rate to other products. You might go in and maybe it's like this pen and you buy this pen, but every time you buy this pen, you walk up with walk out with a really expensive notebook. But when you don't have the pen in stock, the notebook sales are dropping, even though you have tons of <laughs> notebooks in stock. And the notebook maybe costs, like I have this notebook here, it maybe costs like 10 times as much as the pen, but it's just like how people work. They could buy in, they want the whole set, but if you don't have the whole set, they don't want to walk in. So we, we did some pretty in-depth analysis to, to figure that out. And then we realized that, <clears throat> yep, these items are actually a core blocker to growth. And uh, we unlocked massive growth since then. And the, you know, we made a concerted effort with the client and they made a concerted effort to like, buff up their inventory and it's helped tremendously. That's really a very interesting case because there are so many things that are really notable about that. First of all, that having something not in stock can lower the entire business sale when you have additional products is very interesting because this really is a signal how important data really is. And the other fact is that even Typically, when you purchase more, you get the lower rate from the suppliers and you have a bigger margin. So that's also a win-win situation, actually. So with the right stock, with more products on file, you have more revenue, you have more sales and a better margin. So that's really a very interesting story. And that all because of data you gathered, that's very interesting. Yeah, and it's not even just uh, and just not gathering. It's looking at it in a way and looking at it constantly and understanding what to look for. And our team is like very, they're experts in looking at the data and understanding like what's important to look at, what's not. Because you could also mm-hmm. do the opposite where you're just sitting there and diving in through things that ultimately don't matter. So it's, we take like a, almost like a top-down approach. You start Mm -hmm. from the top and see what's happening at the top and then zoom in as needed until you get to the point where you've identified where the issue is coming from. And we have a whole whole system of doing that. You just said it. Looking at the data and knowing what to look at will give you the right results. Is there still hypothesis involved into that and you're testing that? Or do you really know when you look at data, at the right data, of course, What's the next step? Or is there still some testing and hypothesis? No, of course. Testing is like, uh, honestly, mission critical, right? So you mm. always have to be testing. The way we look at it is you never stop testing. Again, we've taken some e-commerce businesses to being much bigger than they originally were into the figure range. Um, and what one thing that's constant is like, we, we'd still be testing, right? Because mm-hmm. things change so fast in this space, right? People get exhausted of ads, the trends change, everything changes. The only way to really like, there's no way to keep 
like notebook of all that stuff and no like nobody nobody knows that but the only way to really capture that is to be able to test very quickly mm-hmm. and to be able to read the results of the test very quickly and that's why our d4 framework that's why we started that right we're making decisions daily actually when we first started we were sending our clients daily reports with everything that's happening in, your, in their business a lot of them actually ended up saying that's too much. I don't need to hear from you every day. But the reason is, and I included weekends, I included holidays. The reason was because we were looking at it daily because that's how we drive decisions. That's how we make sure that, hey, nothing is missed. And, and we're looking high level, but like how make sure nothing is missed, nothing's happening. There's been times where actually Facebook had changed the definition of metrics and we were able to find out that they didn't even announce it. And we were able to find out because we noticed like a something off in the numbers in our clients. And we looked across different clients and then we determined that they changed the way that they calculate like a certain met- metric. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then it turns out that they actually had changed the way. So all the metrics like changed a little bit. So we were actually able to find that it was like a small thing that we were able to like, attack because we're looking at the data so constantly. Got it. We talked about uh, a bit already that the ad buying has changed a lot in the past couple of years, especially the prices went up. Did the landscape of business processes change over the past three years? And what will you predict for the future? I would say that definitely right in in the more tech space and everything. I mean, things are always constantly changing and rapidly evolving, right? Again, it's not even just like month to month. It's just day to day. And you're ultimately, especially as an e-commerce business, and that's what I mentioned, ads, you're ultimately like one of the bigger costs of P&L on e-commerce businesses, a big cost is when you have inventory, but you also have ads, right? It's like a big cost because that's a physical store. So you only exist on people's social media feeds, <laughs> really. <laughs> you don't physically usually exist. It might be like a hybrid brand, but a lot of times like you mainly exist on people's social media feeds or on, on their Google shopping or whatever. Ads are like a really big part of the e-commerce business. And again, like we've managed hundreds of millions of ads at this point, like officially. So ads are like a big part of e-commerce businesses. And uh, it, it really goes in, like you need to be more efficient overall everywhere right now. You can't, you always need it to be efficient, but yeah. the difference is that before you can afford to get away with it and you would just be doing like less better than how you would be doing if you were more efficient. Now you have to be efficient, right? You can't just not be efficient because it's not going to work. The numbers won't make sense unless you just have, you just want to burn through cash, but the numbers are just not going to make sense. And you're going to like really have a hard time if you're not being efficient. So you have to be efficient every step of the way. And that includes on your processes. That includes on like what you're tracking. That includes on like really getting down to it and tracking the right things, the right data points and understanding like what's happening in your business, making sure to identify and unblock any growth blockers like the inventory thing I mentioned, it could be different for other businesses and making sure to like really stay on top of that. Mm-hmm. Got it. We understood now how important data is for your business and for refining business processes in e-commerce. Can you share some strategies that e-commerce businesses can implement right now to get immediate ROI? Yeah. So I would say, I would say right now, the one thing that you really want to start doing, if you don't do this already, go back take a look at your data and understand what's happening. So it's not about, it's not going to be about getting immediate ROI, although you could, you might find something that, you know, really is, hey, wait a minute, why is everybody falling at this point? Why is it that, for example, our ads have a really high click-through rate, people are engaging very high, but then they come to the website, so there's a lot of traffic coming to the website, but then our conversion rate is just so bad. It's just so bad. So what's happening? Oh, and then they all actually 
they're actually adding stuff to cart, but then they just fall off after that. You know why? Or maybe you find that a page is broken. Maybe you find yeah. that something is wrong. There could be easy wins. Sometimes there is. There could be easy wins, but we just detect something. And I'll give you like a little tangent here, a little example. We had yeah. somebody, there was, there was like a drop, a sudden drop in conversion one day. And we're like, hey, you know, we looked around we, diagnosing. We're like, wait a minute, do you guys make a change to the website? Like, yeah, hey, we changed the banner. Why? We're like, we'll change it back because this, the banner actually, it was like a big change to the website. It didn't seem big, but for people, right? And it made a big difference, right? So the banner actually had, just by changing the banner image, it had a big effect on the traffic coming in, believe it or not, right? Okay. So these little things can actually matter, but the only way you're going to know is if you're looking at the data. And so you have to be looking at the data and you have to be looking at it constantly. And again, we do the top-down approach. We start at the top and understanding how the metrics interact with each other, stand at the top, and then keep digging in as needed. What constitutes a good day? What constitutes a bad day? Like, why was the good day good? You also understand why the good days were good to be able to like make decisions and go from there. Great. Thank you so much. What would you say are the biggest challenges that those e-commerce businesses face when they try to improve their processes? I think people really sometimes get overwhelmed or don't know or don't know where to start when, again, looking at process and looking at data. And again, it's really about data, specifically for e-commerce businesses. It's ultimately about data and really making sure that they're using that data and they have a process to use that data in a way to help drive the growth of business. And a lot of times they get like really overwhelmed, right? There's a lot of data in e-commerce. There's a lot of things happening. And again, part of the skill and knowledge is knowing what to look at. I heard this, uh, I think when I was like a kid or something where I heard this like example where I don't know, somebody paid like a engineer or like electrician or something, $200 to come fix or whatever. They paid him a lot of money to come fix something. So the guy came and then just turned the light bulb or turned the switch or whatever at factory, whatever it was. And then that was it. And it's like, wait, we paid you all this money and it took you like a minute. He's like, you paid like 95% of the money you paid is because I know what to do because it was just like, <laughs> so it's like knowing what to do is a lot of times the harder part than, or a big part, it's not 95, but a big part of it is actually knowing what to do. And people do get overwhelmed with that. And that's why we always like, yeah, help people advise them, help them kind of go through things and really be able to like know where to get started with their specific business. To know what to do. That's a great example. I love that. I need to remember that for some sales talks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Choker said, if you're good in something, don't do it for free. That's really yeah, people see it every day. Like you walk into a doctor, right? A lot of times they're like, all right, after they get all the info and their assistants or whatever, the medical assistants got all the info, they're like, all right, you need to take X and Y and Z. And they really only spend like five minutes with you. But again, yeah. you paid them because they, not because of, not to spend five minutes with them, you paid them because they knew what to do. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. they needed to learn that. And that's, I think, very important to know. And always, whenever you have the budget or whenever you have the chance to, I always recommend to go to a good professional person who is exactly aware of what this person is doing, how to help you. It's hard nowadays to not fall into the trap of, of those tons of coaches online advertising on Facebook with the same story very long landing pages with a lot of copy on it and finally always push it to buy the course. I'm not talking about that, but really go and see it about the reputation of these guys, about the companies you work with and really try to talk to professionals that really know what to do because they can mm -hmm. fix your problems way faster than you could ever, but try to keep on learning and improving. If you were to give one crucial piece of advice to e-commerce businesses, looking to improve the process and growth, what would it be? 
Yeah, it's always, you're going to hear me say this a lot, data, right? You have to look at the data. You have to understand the data. And again, it's not just having the data. Every, to some extent, every e-commerce business has certain points of data, right? But what's the strategy of looking at it? What are we looking at? How are we looking at it? How are we benchmarking against what's a good day and what's a bad day? Do we understand what we're looking at? And then do we have a process for dealing with the information that data gives us? Do we have Mm -hmm. a way to be able to quickly iterate and shift through ads and look at different ads or try out different SKUs in the inventory, feature different products? Do we have ways to do that and then test and then come back and look at that? So data is really key, very important. So I would say, I would definitely say data. And uh, and look, it's uh, one thing I do want to clarify. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? So you don't, if you want to deliver sustainable growth, it's not something that happens overnight, right? And I just want to be really clear about that, right? So it's not something that happens overnight. You're looking you're looking at signals constantly and you're like driving the ship, but it's like ultimately a big ship and you have a far away destination. And it's something that takes time to build towards. But, and sometimes, depending on where you are, sometimes you need to take a little bit of a, to get from where you are to where you're going, you actually need to take a little bit of a hit. And we had somebody that they were, we helped them. They were spending like massive amounts on, on ads, but it wasn't that efficient. And we came in and we were able to help them like actually increase their sales by 30% while decreasing their spend by like oh, about wow. 30%. <laughs> but it took time, right? And when yeah. we were saying like, look, it's going to take us time. It's not going to happen. And this is like a massive amounts of spend. It, and we have multiple examples like that, but this is like massive amounts of spend. And one of the things was that it's, it's going to take time and it's not going to happen overnight. And there's going to be certain things that we have to change, right? From going from not optimizing for necessarily pure volume, but then optimizing for profitability, creating things in back and then going back for volumes. You always want to look at it as a marathon, not a sprint. And you want to be looking at your business day to day, but you want to be making decisions with the long term in context. Got it. Got it. Thank you so much. It's tradition. It's always the last question of the podcast. Who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? So my business partner, he did, he did a lot of e-commerce stuff. And, you know, before we started, he goes back and he's like, I'm the data and maybe process guy. So he's like the e-commerce ads guy. And he, um, he was doing ads since actually ads started becoming a thing in 2014, worked brand side, helped take a brand from like nothing to like seven figures seeking like funding and growth opportunities and franchising really understood the value of certain things on e-commerce and really got a lot of information from there and then honestly just the other teacher is the data right so when we look (laughs) at when we look at the data and we jump in and we know what to look for and we learn new things and then we realize that's important and we start looking at that and and again that's why like our our internal reporting system that, that we use when we work with e-commerce businesses is really ultimately based on a ton of like business experience and e-commerce experience where we know here's the important things that we need to look at in order to drive a successful e-commerce business. Thank you so much, Mustafa. Thank you very much for all these insights and all these important informations about data, gathering data, understanding data, setting the right steps. It's really something where I see business owners to be responsible to really get the data in shape and get the right people who can understand all of this and improve it to really grow the company. Thank you so much. And if you liked it, just subscribe to our podcast. We'll be more than happy to see you soon back. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.